and a welcome for tonight. We've been talking here about the mind and what is the mind and how it functions and um, and all of those. And um, basically you have quite a good information about the mind itself um, just now. Not the mental faculties. I never even touched the mental faculties yet. Like there is, uh, as we said, 52 different mental faculties. And um, especially five omnipresence means always with that. And uh, five which makes the, the asserting about the object. There are five different mental faculties and uh, 11 virtues, uh, 6 rude negativities, 20 secondary emotions and uh, 4 changeables which will become like a 52, 51, thank you. What about the principal mind? Add upon that. So. We have been talking last couple of sessions, only the mind itself, we didn't talk about mental faculties at all. So again, the definition of a mind is, uh, what do we call it? Mind definition. What do we call it? Session, Rikpa, Shibe, So clear, all lucid, and a seeing seeing, perceiving. So, the, again, I sort of I really said this, I'm repeating tonight, mostly. So clear, when you say clear, and that also have three types of understanding of clear. Three types. And number one, it is a naturally itself. It is a clear. So it is a luminance nature. And therefore, what does a luminance nature mean? It is a not a physical form or shape or color or anything. It is not tapped in any form or color or anything tangible. It's gone beyond the color gone beyond the ship, gone beyond anything that you can catch and hold, tangible. And that's why it is luminance. Remember basically I told you earlier one day in the, in the Buddha's teaching we divided every phenomena into three categories. Category of mental and um, category of physical forms and things like that. And um, the another called Deminduje. Uh, so, which is neither the mind nor form anything sort of a thing, lump there. So, there's a, no other thing ever exists. Anything beyond that. So, the, you know, Buddha's way of uh, analyzing things are so important and are so marvelous 
I mean, you can really divide into things and see where it belongs to. I mean, it is, uh, in a way, much more organized than the, in our Western culture we do. You know, in our Western culture, I say very often, we categorize and we put them in the appropriate box and then we label them and we call them situation under control. Remember? But here it is much more than that. But the divisions are not so much. Only three. So when you are seeing a luminance in natural luminance, it is going gone beyond physical forms or tangible or color or shape or anything. But because of that, one way of saying clear. Another way of saying clear is saying this is slightly controversial, but, but another way of saying clear is, is that the natural of the mind is a wisdom. Natural of the mind is wisdom, and therefore natural of the mind is emptiness, and therefore it is luminance. And that is one way, you know, definition is clear. The clear itself has three ways of looking it in it. That is one way. Another one, it is free of anything. It is the most powerful, the most important, the most powerful, most important, yet free of everything. Absolutely free of everything. Mind is absolutely free unless we trap our mind with uh, certain emotions. Other than that, it is very free. Mind is absolutely free. But we can tap them in. Uh, when we tap them in, and then the mind becomes, you know, or hatred-oriented, or attachment-oriented, or all that type of thing happens. And uh, when that happens, it's no longer free. Other than that, by natural, it is free. So, and then, as, as, as I also told you earlier, as also... It has a power, power to be able to perceive whatever, whenever, wherever, whatever we focus on. The mind has a power to perceive that. Mind has a power to know, to understand, to perceive. We talked where and how they perceive. We even said mind is not a camera, but it zooms in and it takes photographic like, photograph like, and then perceives in. Even part of the mind becomes that. We talk about that, remember? So that is the way when we clarify the clear. And, and, and also it has a binatural it is natural, 
it has the capability to perceive, and that is sensing rigpa. Rigpa is actually knowing, seeing, and understanding. So that's what it is. Okay, so that is about the mind, and we talked quite a lot. I'm not going to go in there now. Repeat everything, and、um, even I mentioned to you. Mind has a power to be able to perceive everything what reality really is. However, mind also can go wrong when it is contaminated. Although it is a pure nature, nature of the mind do not get contaminated, but mind can get wrong information and can perceive a wrong thing, which is reality. If you look from the window of attachment or obsession, and、uh, you get quite a wrong informations. Take an example: if you are in love with someone, and you look at it, and or you see all things completely right, it should be the should be the textbook adjustment. It becomes that way. Mind perceive that way. So this is、uh, maybe not a reality, but mind perceived that way, and that because mind got it wrong. Mind has the power to perceive everything right, but that doesn't mean mind does perceive everything right, because the mind can be influenced by any emotions, any emotions, and that's what I mean. Mind does have a power to see everything right. However, it's not necessarily we see it, and that's why, that's why we call those negative things are negative emotions, because these emotions influence the principal mind.、Uh, so that's what you see. My focus today. What I would like to say is the relationship、uh, between the mind and、uh, physical body aspects of it. That's what I really wanted to spend time on that tonight,、uh, because we really talked about how mind perceive and things, what it sees, how it is, all quite a lot, and you have a lot of things to bite and chew. Even I give you answer. Don't buy it. Remember, Buddha had said, "Kalon thagam kyanam jisarjya thagam sarjanto lekwar talangaika lawar chayu kuchirmi." So don't buy because Buddha said so. Check by yourself. Check with your own intelligence. Just like 2,600 years ago, when you buy gold, you pick up the piece of metal. Cut them into pieces, burn them in the fire, rub them against the other stones. When you are convinced gold you buy, just don't buy because Buddha said it is gold. Buddha himself said that, right? So obviously, whoever below after Buddha, whoever says what, is not necessarily be taking as literally right. Because you have a great intelligent mind, and if you don't use this, that becomes useless.
even that good intelligent mind get rotten under a skin like a tree gets rotten like all these arm trees we lost last couple of years remember all get rotten under their skin so if you don't use your intelligent mind and it becomes rotten then what is the use honestly anyway so today is the relationship between the mind and body how does where does this mind we are talking about it where does that come from and where it is it remains which part of the body and where and what and again how it look like okay let answer that first it doesn't look like anything because there is no physical form there is there's not tangible no color remember doesn't look like anything so where is it come from this is a very good question let's see our mind of today where does that come from people give you all kinds of answers some people will say you oh yeah god gave it god made it right uh some people will tell you why is this your karma and uh, some people will tell you it just popped up it just popped up uh, because because you're born so it popped up and uh, some people will tell you it is a continuation is a continuation it may be karma but doesn't really answer the mind is a continuation of a mind okay namji remember namji ngele mebe chianche don't remember exactly anyway the message is as a non mind cannot become a mind a mind cannot become non mind so every time whatever anything comes in it is always a dependent arise so cause condition and uh, origination now like always there's a three three things involved we say in tibetan migye thamathage and ta sumbati chesa se mingdila so so anyway there are three things the immediate cause whatever triggers it make it and that is the most important thing and in here non mind does not become mind or mind does not become non mind yes today the scientists have a great deal of uh, of interest in the mind and they are doing they are looking into very carefully the mind life conference in dharamsala has been held just now his holiness attended that very carefully looking into it try to give his understandings and uh, everything uh, pour on top of it that's what his holiness does i don't know whether the scientist says non mind can become mind or mind it cannot become none i have no idea can you throw some light in it tony probably the dominant view is that mind arises from 
uh, as what they call an emergent property. It kind of just arises from a certain configuration of material things. So they do say that that mo many of them, many of them say that non mind becomes mind. Right, right. That's what my understanding too. Thank you, honestly. But according to the Buddha's teaching here, non-mind cannot become a mind. So I don't know whether that, how how far this is going to go in the in the in the uh, discussion anywhere. So so somehow somehow we will know the true answer later through either through uh, most probably it's going to be confirmed by research. Yeah, anyway, that does not mean there cannot be artificial intelligence either. Anyway, this is where we are. Where does that come from? Since in the Buddha's way of looking and the Buddha's taught us is uh, so, so the mind is really a continuation of the mind. And that's why the very first beginning, the first mind that we have in this life is the continuation of a life before that. And that's why we say the present is coming from past. Let's say mind is coming from the past mind. Yet, when the past person well, that person is dying, deceased, when you're getting deceased, what happens is the gross level of the mind all been reduced into a very extremely subtle mind. Extremely subtle mind. Uh, what do we call it? Primordial mind or prem mind. It is a principal mind, right? Primordial prime mind, prime mind. So it is a primordial mind, what do we call that? And as it become very subtle, very, very subtle prime mind or subtle mind. And that subtle mind is the continuation. When we talk about the samsara, we say, what is the samsara? We give an answer, not the samsara, the suck, you know, not the, not the houses and not the ex, all this. But the real samsara within the individual is the continuation of contaminated life, contaminated being. Remember? This is the definition of samsara. We do that, remember? Continuation of contaminated, uh, Life, living a being, and that continuation is the one transits from the previous life into the present. Present one who came from previous life, one who remain here, one will go into the future. You may say, "Why well, it sound like permanent?" It's not. There are a lot of reasons why it is not permanent anywhere. When there's a continuation, when there's a continuation does not mean it is permanent. The river continuously flow 
That doesn't mean some water is uh, remaining all the time. Unless it is these days we have some kind of uh, <laughs> water fountain that you put them and pump up and down, suckle it all the time. Other than that, uh, traditionally when the river stream goes through, river stream goes through, but it continues. River system continue. It does not mean each and every part of river is water is continuing. Each and every part of water doesn't become permanent. Uh, just like that, mind. Tungba Rinpoche uses this in the interesting, I think it's a wonderful thought. Continuation of discontinuity. He used that terminology saying the mind is continuing, but it is a discontinuity, continuation of discontinuity. It shows you how it is changing every minute to minute in permanent nature. So anyway, so that is the mind that comes from previous into the present body. What carries the mind? You know, in the Tibetan tradition, we call it lung, which is air, A-I-R. But I think some kind of energy, some kind of energy, extremely subtle energy, subtle energy. If you look in the Bajrayana teachings, very often they refer to mind as a horseman, and the energy as a horse. The man who rides the horse travels everywhere with the horse. The mind, mind has been presented as a horseman and the energy that carries the mind around been presented as a air, as a air. So in the English, if we use it as air carries, I'm not sure whether it's making sense or not. Maybe it does, maybe it does not. But in reality, I think it is an energy. So these two, the subtle energy and this very subtle uh, primordial mind, is never separates, is never separated. Horseman never separate from horse. Right or wrong? Horseman will never separate from horse. If the horseman get off from the horse, is no longer horseman. Can you see that? It's a reality, my dear. When I say, when I say the horseman will never separate from horse, I'm sure some of you think, well, he has to eat, he has to sleep, he has to go to the bathroom, and uh, he has to, you know, you do all that, you think. But the moment the horseman get off the horse, he ceases to be horseman. He's to eat, he's to eat the man without horse. <laughs> See, and that's just like that. This subtle mind and never separates from that subtle energy. So that energy is the one who's carrying through, who's traveling. That's why they call it a horse.
Not because they have four legs. They didn't call horse because they have four legs. They didn't call horse because they have a true standing ear. They didn't call horse because they say they make the horse noise. Now, because it is something you write, it is give you idea of a vehicle. The 2600 years ago, there is no supersonic jet. There is no car. So the, so, so the vehicle is sort of easier, most easy symbol is the horse. That's why it's called horseman. So anyway, when it is enter within the, your body, so that very subtle energy and that very subtle mind is the sources of our energy within our body as well as our gross mind within our body are coming from this. This is the original source of one lifetime, our lifetime, the energies and the mind within our self. That's what we use. So the fundamental basis, sources, where it is coming from, is this primordial mind and the subtle energy that horsemen combined together. That is it. That occupies, that is the tenant, the tenant in our physical body. Remember I refer very often, our physical body is rendered apartment. And uh, apartment must have a tenant, and otherwise apartment will not occupy, right? So then we have a housing bubble problem. <laughs> and if that happens, then a lot of people get into trouble. So, uh, so <laughs> uh, that is joking anyway. So the tenant who occupies the apartment is this subtle mind and this subtle energy, which then started working within our body and developing uh, right from the beginning. It is gradually developing all this different size and period and energy and all of them. And this is, this is where it is coming from. When it becomes the main sources of our physical energy, so this shows us how much connection between the physical body and the mind. So you really see it now clearly. Otherwise, we say mind, body, mind, body, you know, it's just something, body is body, mind is mind, all that together, they are not together. They this, they that, you know, some people, some people will do workshops, people will do all kinds of things, mind, body. So, you know, really, if you wanted to see the connection, and this is, this is the connection. This is the how it was linked, mind and body linger. And similarly, when body become unserviceable, 
So when, when I talk to you, remember apartment has no heat, no no water, no running water, no heat, and um, even though you may force to stay in there for a little while by putting up some artificial feed or whatever, and by bringing the water by bucket, and maybe it able to leave. You may try to live in there. We try to do. But on top of that, if you lost the roof or something, then there's no way you can live. You have to live in there. You have to leave. Right? And then it becomes unserviceable. When the physical condition is deteriorated so much so, so that it is not serviceable to this mind and then the consciousness of the mind has to leave and when they are leaving all the gross minds been cut out all gross connections are cut out uh, all these all these energies they are you know from one that a tiny little energy it's also become like five different energies we have. Five different energies. Those five different energies, and out of them, one of these energies, or, or according to the Tibetan tradition, we call it lung, sunzing lung. One holds the mind, one holds the life, sunzing lung. And then there's another Another energy called Nyamne, Sonzi, Nyamne, Kingu, Tusi, Kapje. These are the five root energies. But each one of them are coming out of those subtle energy and a subtle mind. And the mind also goes out. Not only one mind, remember? I didn't talk to you yet. There's eye consciousness, there's ear consciousness, eye consciousness, nose consciousness, tongue consciousness, body consciousness. Remember? All those five. And there all five of them are, are come out by those tiny little subtle primordial mind creates gross primordial mind that gross primordial mind creates those all other five different consciousness are created in that way just like five different consciousness five different minds comes out just like that those five different energies are created uh, some of the energy like energy called kebje Kebje, pervasive one. Pervasive one is valuable from the from the head to toe because it's pervasive. And when there's a when there's a dysfunctional on the physical body, then this pervasive energy cannot travel around, cannot manage. Even they manage, they cannot send the message. And then you know. When they cannot, and then you have a problems, the doctors will tell you, uh, cut off your toes and cut off this and cut off the legs and cut off the hands and whatever, you know. So they do that because the pervasive energy is unable to function. That is exactly how we go. Everything 
everything we traditionally in the Buddhist tradition we call it dissolve. But the reality, it is uh, it is uh, they're not working. So let's call it dissolving to each other, and finally it dissolves to that very settled primordial mind and energy, and that's the one who packs and leaves for quote-unquote future life. Future life. So now you saw number of points here today. Point number one. One thing that Buddha definitely clearly said, non-material, non-mind cannot become mind. So only mind can become mind. So every cause of each and every mind is a mind only. Okay? That itself in the Buddhist, Buddhist idea, in the Buddha's teachings, that gives us a lot of things. What? Number one. Number one. They, you know, all consciousness are old consciousness. Just like uh, certain Christian teachings, they say, all souls are old souls. Very similar. Because no new, no new, because no new, no new consciousness. Did you get it? No new consciousness. So that means every consciousness are old consciousness. You may say, oh no, that's not true, there's so many more population now, and not before. Before we don't have that much population, and we have now much more, where they come from? They come from continuation. All different galaxies, I did not say different word, I said different galaxies. Galaxies, it's not just one universe but multi-galaxies. And the, the, the people are traveling between that. Galaxies. There's no uh, supersonic or there is no trans-galaxy space shuttle is not there. However, however that, that subtle energy, it can go beyond can go beyond. It doesn't block by anything. It can go anywhere. So this is the most efficient vehicle is that subtle energy. The most efficient vehicle. And the speed is way beyond the sound. Way beyond the sound. It is almost like mental speed. So this, that's what it is. That is how we travel around. Travel around. And that is the reason also, you know, reincarnation. The, in the Buddhism, you have that reincarnation. That is the one of the main reasons why reincarnation is taught here. That's the reason. Anyway, that's not my subject today. Because when you talk about this the body-mind connection, body-mind, the relationship, you see this. You see these things, you know. I mean, it's, as a side effect, I begin to notice, you know. 
So when we were talking this, I saw this as a side effect here. So that's why I brought to your attention. That's the reason why. So the relationship between the body and the mind is so strong because the mind cannot function without that energy. That energy cannot function without that mind. Remember, horseman cannot get off the horse. If you do, you're no longer horseman. You become a ground man or something. <laughs> Grounded man or something. <laughs> Walkman. Okay, good idea. Anyway. Not only a mind has that energy troubles, each and every eye consciousness, ear consciousness, these are the part of mind. Ear consciousness, nose, all of those. Each one of them have each their own energy to accompany in them. Not a very subtle level, but a very uh, little bit of a gross level they are functioning. Anyway, now the question rises, which energy remains? I mean, there's a lot of, that's quite a detail because I told you five different, pervasive and all of those. Let's not deal with the five. Let us deal with the one, the first one, the energy which holds life. What do we call it? Sun Zing Lung. Why this? Because it is the basis of our mind. Our mind is based on. So that's why it call it Lung. So it is the base on which Mind is based. It is the, it is the energy that's called holding a life. And that energy, it is by whatever the reason might be, the moment their mind is, that energy is there together. Never, it is inseparable. It is inseparable that of a mind. Is it a part of a mind? Maybe not. But is it inseparable? Like a horse and a horseman. Horse is not separable from the horseman. Horseman is not separable from horse. However, horse is not a man. The man is not a horse. But a horseman is horseman. Just like that, the energy might not be the mind. But they're inseparable. And um, again, uh, and that also the subtle one, subtle, subtle mind, subtle energy, it normally re remains in our center channel. If you are familiar with that, vocabulary, it is the center channel. And that also hard level. Okay, so here we have a different, some slightly different. The traditional spiritual teachings, like a Buddha's teaching, we always refer the basis of the mind as heart. It's not the heart that are pumping, not that heart. 
but at the heart level of center, the heart chakra, the central channel within the heart chakra is the basis where this subtle, subtle energy and the subtle mind remains. And uh, many of us will say the mind is having the brain. So remember, this is a difference between East and West. The West will, the moment you think you put a finger on your head, the Eastern, traditional Eastern people, old people like me, will put at the heart, finger at the heart. So that means focusing means, that is the clearly indication here, it's a difference. However, in the Buddhist teaching tradition, we do have an explanation of the brain working. The, again, the consciousness, uh, consciousness, you know, of those gross level of consciousness, gross energy that travels through the channels of the brain, be able to focus, concentrate, guide it, and all of those are happening. The subtle consciousness, the subtle energy remain at the heart level, at the heart level within the central channel, at the middle of heart chakra. Then from that you get a true growth, the growth level of this, uh, again, little grosser than subtle one, but not so gross mind and energy. Two separate one comes in, and that will remain at the center of right and left ch channels, at the heart level of right and left channels. So most of our functioning right now is doing within that. These two right and the left uh, channel. These are now from one it become two. So it is sort of become more gross than tiny little subtle one. It becomes two. So from two it goes to four, eight. You know all these chakras and channels are how is it divided. It's not done, not divided without any principle. Not because somebody thought, let there be eight chakras. So let eight chakra appears. Let there be 64 chakras. It doesn't. So this, this, this is a systematic way it comes in and it comes out. And each one of them have a gross mind which occupies the gross energy gross mind which goes in. Okay? So this is the uh, basically the relationship between the consciousness, the mind and our physical body. All these energies also functions that our speaking, everything, traveling, everything functions, all these other energies. And uh, these other energies, all of those energies are also traveling through, traveling through the passage of, uh, you know, what we, the traditional Indian text call it the nadis, nadis, which is sort of vein type of thing. 
and uh, which can be interrupted by illnesses, by all sorts of things. You get uh, you get heart attack, you get a stroke, you get all these, and uh, certain certain things been channels been disturbed. When the certain channels been disturbed, the progressive energy cannot function. When the progressive energy cannot function, the the subtle consciousness is been disinformed or the information was cut, so you can't function. As simple as that. As simple as that. So if you think without mind, simply energy is flowing through and functioning according to the Buddha's teaching, you are wrong. Not only the, not only the energy is traveling, but each of those gross energies carry a gross mind that is functioning. Okay, so as I said earlier, the subtle mind that comes from the previous life and the remaining here, what is this subtle energy, that subtle horseman, what is that doing here? What is that doing here? Their job is the job of that subtle energy has a nothing but a provided a base for that subtle consciousness to maintain, to remain. The subtle energy, the what do we call it, Sunzing Lung, Sunzing Lung, the very subtle energy which holds its life is the job of that is just to hold the life. So just hold the life. Which means the subtle mind that come from the previous life remaining inside your middle of the central channel, heart chakra, central channel, providing basis for that to remain, to maintain, to live. That is that is the only job that subtle sonzing uh, live holding energies job is that. Now the gross that from that there's another gross which I told you to the right and left channel goes. Their job is to guide, to draw the attention of the mind and the mind providing the mind to be able to perceive things is, is the gross energy's job. Everybody seems to be, okay, that's amazing. I thought I'm lost. <laughs> why I've been saying this? Why, why I'm making it a little complicated than simple, usually it's been basis. Why I'm doing this? I have reasons. There's uh, something called Suwa and Zimba. Sunzin means, means, and again, that's divided. Actually, Sunzin means hold and perceive. So the definition of a mind, Seshin Rigpa, Seri, Sel equals to Sun, Rig equals to Zin, which means the definition of the mind itself means to be able to clear and see it. And that 
that is from the end since we're talking about the relationship between the body and the mind and that's the that's the definition of the mind has to have the relationship soon vein or cell rick clear seeing holding understanding so that's what it is so why do i have to go to the energy level to talk about it it's not energy healing i'm not doing healing okay don't think about it forget it okay <laughs> not doing healing here okay so so that's what i'm talking about it basic energy the the relationship between the physical body and the mind is the energy and the energy is as gross energy and the subtle energy and the very subtle energy the very very subtle energy is the sources of all energy okay and uh, so gross energy makes everything function mind is luminance by nature mental faculties has to work and to know it like that mind cannot function without energy what do we call it air but is energy so you can now see it physical and the mental relation how strong how important it is and that's why basically everything to looking after yourself your health and everything is very much related with the mental development and the physical development is very much connected though we don't make we don't draw special attention on this but that's what it is when you look in the yoga the first yoga is hatha yoga the seventh yoga is wisdom yoga so it shows is everything built on top of the another so it shows how important is this relationship between the mind and the body so in order to to develop your mind develop your own um mental capacity and the mind you cannot abuse your physical body either if you abuse your physical body it will limit you your energy um when it limits your energy and it will this grows out energies when it's affected it will affect to this uh, five uh, sub energies and these five sub energies when that's affected then affects five principal energy when that is affected then the gross primordial type of energy will also be disturbed you cannot disturb the subtle one no matter how much you push it in subtle one cannot be disturbed I recall that I had a talk with the um uh, forgot that point from Kansas William Bro William Bros 
And uh, William Bros asked me, you know, uh, my addiction to marijuana, is that going to affect me in my future life? I said, no, because it's your physical relationship. You're not taking your body in your future life, are you? So that, that's what it is. So the subtle cannot. But growth level, everything can be affected. So this is the body-mind relationship. So I want you to remember that. Then if I need, I'll talk more about eye, ear, nose, consciousness a little bit. And and then we go into the mental faculties. So then things are going to be much more clear to you about mind at the end. That's it. And uh, I would like to say thank you.